What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 59 of the DFS Dose podcast, your fix of DFS information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Hover, and for the second time this week, we are back with a new episode. As always, I am joined by the two Jays, Joey Carrion and Jared Marcus. On today's show, we're going to go position by position and break down the week 13 main slate, give a couple of 1% plays, and then finish the show as we always do with the best bet of the week. But before we get into any of that, Joey, would you mind telling the people how they can support the podcast? You can support the podcast by following us on Twitter at the DFS Dose. That's where all of our content gets posted to and all of our podcasts gets posted to when they are released so on twitter at the dfs dose and then you can go on youtube or itunes spotify soundcloud all at the dfs dose where you can listen to it or watch the video on youtube so at the dfs dose across all platforms is the best way to support us and then obviously leave a comment Share the podcast to your homies or to your coworkers or whatever. Um, you know, leave a rating and five stars only. Five stars only, yeah, no think, four stars. Think about how much your homies would appreciate it. You just giving them the link to some free money. I mean, right, you know? I'm not even gonna lie. Like, if you've listened to us, you're you've been making money, especially last week on you know one of the toughest slates of the entire NFL season. We all cashed. Oh, yeah. We all finished three. For three. Yeah, we, already yeah. Done we all that. finished uh, pretty decently. Yeah, and yo, last like, week, if so. your homie like doesn't text you, don't worry about it, cause like, <laughs> it's fine. You know. Um, let's get right into our it's, positional it's breakdown, cool. starting off with quarterback. Um, in terms of cash games, I think all three of us are looking to pay down. But you know, let's start off with the big three, cause I think all three of the top plays on DraftKings at quarterback are super interesting. Patrick Mahomes, 7,400 at home against Oakland. We got Lamar Jackson at home uh, for 7K, a low price due to matchup. And then we've got Aaron Rodgers at 6,500 in a prime bounce back spot. Um, You know, looking at these three guys, are you considering them for cash uh, in terms of tournaments? Which one, you know, interests you the most? Mahomes for tournaments, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean... With these three guys, they're obviously great quarterbacks. I mean, Rodgers is kind of, kind of dust. But wait, 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 you wait, got wait, Lamar. wait, 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 wait. I'm waiting. Shut the fuck up, dude. Honestly, watch your mouth, because that's. <laughs> See, Rogers with Rodgers, you're gonna get like ten throws into no, the no, dirt no, no, every no, no, game. No. Look at his bad games, and they're all against good defensive lines, because the Packers' offensive line is god awful. Okay, I I agree. I agree. So with that. I don't want to hear anything else. Look look at what he did against bad defensive lines. Oakland he dusted them. KC dusted them, and then he faced played the Chargers, got dusted. Carolina dusted. San Fran he's still sweeping up his yeah. dust. So yeah, he he's pretty dust right and now. And then so. we get we get him going to. New York against a horrible defensive line. They're bad. Their whole defense is bad. He might go for 80. Like, 80. <laughs> I mean, the Giants are uh, sixth worst in past DV- DVOA out of every NFL team. So, I mean, I don't mind it. But, I mean, when you have Lamar Jackson, you know, with the ma- matchup is obviously a concern as the Niners, the Niners are going into Baltimore. You know, I don't know. 
I don't... I mean, Lamar Jackson could very well be matchup-proof. Like, we have yet to see anybody really even give him trouble. I mean, Besides I think that this game... Yeah, but... Okay, that's fair, that's fair. But, I mean, it's basically been what he's averaged. I have it right here. He's averaged 31 points per game over his last six matchups, and he's only 7K. And for once, the 49ers might actually give them enough of a reason to play him into the fourth quarter the entire way. Like, we might not see RG3 for the first time in weeks here. Like, I don't know, man. I think that Lamar Jackson at 7K is super interesting, especially if people see that second right next to him in opponent rank on DraftKings and fade. Like... I don't know. He's he's certainly in play for me, yeah. no doubt about it. Rodgers, um, I mean, it's tough because he's got three straight games under 13 DK points, but, I mean, this is a prime bounce-back spot. They need it for the NFC North, um, you know, as they're neck-and-neck neck with the Vikings. And, I don't know, I definitely like Rodgers this week. Plus, he stacks with the best uh, wide receiver play on the board, which we'll get to in a little while. But um, what about Mahomes, Joey? Do you like Mahomes? Jared said that was his lean. Yeah, I like Mahomes for tournaments, obviously. Mahomes' upside is up there with Lamar Jackson's. It just really hasn't, you know, shown this season. He's obviously regressed, but he still had a good year nonetheless, and it's still Patrick Mahomes. Um, they're at home going up against one of the worst secondaries in the entire NFL. He should have a pretty good game and uh, should hit the 300-yard bonus easily. Yeah. Yeah, we're recording this a little bit early due to the, you know, Thanksgiving schedule sort of uh, shifting things for us, but we don't really know at this point whether or not Tyreek Hill is going to play. That would affect, um, you know, Mahomes, but he's shown that he can still be super productive regardless of who's out there at wide receiver. I think that, you know, Hill's injury more so opens up the ancillary receivers who are underpriced if he were to miss and wouldn't really affect Mahomes too much. Yeah, and I think Mahomes, like, his knee is, like, last, last Monday night, yeah, Monday night. Yeah, he's had he's had some. He's had, some yeah, time to he's rest. going on what fifteen days rest or whatever it is. So, yeah, I think he's good now. Even against even against Tennessee, he was fine. But like that Chargers, like that Chargers defensive line is like no is no joke. So, and now he's going to a Raiders team who just got dotted up by Sam Darnold. Like. <laughs> I feel bad for Oakland. I feel bad for John Gruden. I feel bad for that press conference after this, after they get blown out forty-five to three. It's it's gonna. Yeah, be bad. I agree with that. The only the only knock on Mahomes, I think, is that it is a you know second time around division matchup, which definitely has like a historical impact. Granted, you know Mahomes is amazing, and I don't know. Just when you're comparing him to the other three guys, that's not not in consideration. You know, even in good matchups, sometimes those plays you know run into trouble but you know if we skip this middle range of quarterbacks because i think that there's a lot of dust in there um there's a lot of dust but i just want to mention that winston has been one of the most consistent fantasy quarterbacks for the entire nfl year he hasn't scored under 20 points since or he scored under 20 points one time since week three so from week three on he's only so yeah and i think went i think winston's in play just because they throw the ball so much and um match up uh, honestly, it kind of doesn't matter with Winston because they're just going to throw the ball, and he's got great wide receivers uh, yeah. to pair with. And we shouldn't be scared of J- – Jacksonville's not Jacksonville anymore. Like, let's just be real. Yeah. And they're, yeah. Oh, they're opening sure. at a 24 team total. Jacksonville's opening at a 25. Like, this is a pure game stack for me, and I'm fine. I'm cool with it. 
Jameis. And this is going to be really high paced too. There's going to be a lot of passing. It's going to be a lot of plays in this yeah, game. No this doubt is going to be. In the, uh, this is going to be. Jameis is honestly for the for the money for the price. He might be my favorite GPP actually over Mahomes. Yeah, I like him for GPP too. And the crazy thing is, is so far this year, Jameis has been a better quarterback on the road. Um, he's averaging a hundred point four QBR on the road uh, compared to 65.6 at home. So, I mean, I don't know if we put so much stock into this uh, home road split, but he's been better on the road. You know, I do. Significantly better. I love my home he away has splits. 14 touchdowns to five picks on the road and eight touchdowns to 15 interceptions at home. So maybe he's just not is good James at home. Is Jameis Winston going to set the interception record? I don't even know what it is, but... Is it? I mean, that sounds about right, but I mean, dude has 20 with like five games. Dude, honestly, I don't care if he throws five picks this game. If he throws four touchdowns to go with it in 300 yards, like, give me, give me. Yeah, I don't really care. Honestly, I'd rather him throw three picks so they can get behind so he just starts chucking it. I hear you on that, but let's talk about the quarterback on the other side of the ball who I think is going to be like super popular, especially in cash games. Like, Nick Foles, yeah, BDN, back at it. Uh, for mean, only 5,700, dude has, you know, in, in the two games that he's been healthy, 48 and 47 pass attempts, and now he basically enters the nut matchup. So, I mean, I, what else is there to I say? I mean, he's a cash game lock for me. I'm really not considering any other quarterback. I mean, granted, there are some interesting guys in some good spots, but like you said, in the nut matchup, um, don't really – expect the Jags to be able to run against this top flight Buccaneers run defense uh, this year. So I expect this to be a Nick Foles game and um, just a solid price all around for him at 5.7k. Should be in a majority of people's lineups. Yeah, facts. And and it even pairs well because like when you play a quarterback, you like to play one of his receivers and they're not expensive either. So like that just yeah. that just that just helps me pick them even more because like the the yeah. mini stack is just so cheap in a nut yeah, matchup. I mean, we'll get to it at wide receiver, but I think that like all three of his receivers are pretty uh, you know viable this week. Besides Nick Foles, if we look a little bit lower, I mean you know you could play Derek Carr, and the, you know the reasoning behind that would be that they're going to have to pass a ton against KC. I think a really interesting play this week, and I know we're recording this early, I think it's going to get talked up to the point where it's really chalky, is Andy Dalton. You know, returning from his three-game benching, he's 4,700, entering a great matchup at home against the Jets. You know he's going to be fired up uh, to, to be back on the field. I don't and think he ever something. gets fired up. Have no, you, no, no, no. Have he you gets seen fired his hair, up. bro? He's always fired up. Dude, it looks like he's yeah. on fire. <laughs> It looks like the fire but, um, emoji on iPhones. No lie, but um, I don't know. I mean, I like Dalton for a thousand under. I mean, I'm surprised, Joey. This wasn't your lean, considering you love to play dusty quarterbacks for cheap. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's only been one week where it didn't work out, and Kyle Allen had the worst possible performance uh, out of any quarterback ever. Yeah, that um, I've ever seen in my life. I've watched yeah, football forever. But other than that, this dude really just really just in just terms of. Plucked. Yeah, just in terms of process and strategy for cash games, I think more times than not, you know, paying down at a position that, you know, has a lot of variance, such as quarterback, is often 
the right move or you know paying in this mid paying down i include paying like 5700 for nick Foles rather than 7400 for mahomes just because the outcomes are you know so much tighter with quarterbacks and the salaries you know are so far apart um i think it's ultimately the right decision i'll mind andy Dalton at 4.7k if you want to uh you know play him but i just think i'm not passing up nick Foles on this slate um with this matchup there's a legit shot that aj green comes back i mean there's been some speculation that he's been good enough Dude, to play this. as is but they just like you know he's like why risk it you know my boy andy's gone this team is complete trash but you know maybe you know just a little bit of loyalty comes and him and andy you know return together that would be pretty beautiful there's been a legit shot he could play it for the last like four weeks so like i don't yeah, but I mean, is he, but is he gonna be like down for? It? He's like, yeah, let me get out there and play with Finley. Nah, but now this is the inspiration so you, he needs so for you that think angle to feel you just think he's right. Ready to ride? That's what you're saying. I think he's ready to ride okay. to glory against an amazing matchup. Honestly, I mean, this would be the matchup to come back and just just shatter the Jets' terrible secondary. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I got you. I feel that if Adrian Green plays, I mean. <laughs> 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 I mean, I mean, I mean, okay, I'm not playing AJ Green, but like that makes Tyler Boyd even better because he's better as a number two. And then if Andy yep. Dalton could throw for 200 yards and a touchdown at 4,700, like, min- like I mean, minimum. Green, I mean, if Green's back, he's throwing for 400 <laughs> and four touchdowns. Like, I'm down. If AJ, I mean, it's if just AJ like if Green you... comes back, I'll play him. But like, even like. Andy Dalton, like, fantasy, like, he's not a good real-life quarterback, but, like, fantasy-wise, like, his last two games, he got 21 points. Yeah, like, he'll throw it a lot, but it's just... Like, he only has this two slate. He only has two games under 18, so, like, we're already, like, minimum 4xing, 4xing Andy Dalton right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but you I, don't I'm really need, like, to pay down to save salary on this slate, in my opinion. But why not? Why not play Higby and Andy Dalton and play whoever you want? <sighs> I mean... Why not? Let me know. Get back to me. I mean, that could be a solid eight points combined, but it could be. So but it also could happen, be an easy forty-two <laughs> combined because Andy Dalton's going for forty. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Let's talk about uh, you know some of these running back options, including uh, the goat CMC, who is ten point five k for the fourth straight week. This is the type of player, you know, the type of reason why we would be playing these cheap guys so that we can fit. McCaffrey in and and look you know McCaffrey has been like I said 10.5 for four straight weeks uh we played him for the first two and then last week as a collective all three of us got off of him but you know it's time it's time to get right back on it and interestingly enough I'm really surprised the DK uh didn't raise his price it makes me think that if they're going to keep him the same price at home against Washington as they kept him on the road against New Orleans it's just that internally DK has like decided that that is where they're going to cap his price like they're not going to raise him because honestly we were talking late on Sunday like you know what's McCaffrey going to be like 12k in this spot like but again they kept him at 10.5 it's just too cheap for his insane role for his insane usage um, I think McCaffrey yeah. is once again a lock this week at running back. Yo, I think it's just I think it's just because he's white. Yeah, probably not. So let's not start that. But <laughs> did you guys see the drive that they had right before halftime when they scored that touchdown? Did you guys watch that drive? 
No. I don't Do think you want to hear it? So let's hear it. No. All right. Well, we're going to sure. run through it real quick. Kyle Allen, pass to Curtis Samuel. McCaffrey rush, McCaffrey catch, sack, sack, unnecessary roughness, calf rush, calf rush, uh, McCaffrey catch, calf rush, McCaffrey catch, McCaffrey catch, McCaffrey catch, McCaffrey catch, touchdown. <laughs> like what? Sounds like a whole lot of CMC. Like this dude got 13, like 13 points on one drive. Like he had like six points before then. He had, he went to halftime with like 22 or something. Like how does that like if they're really I mean, gonna if they're really gonna use him like that, like there's no point if he's gonna stay at ten five all week, just literally just playing the rest of the year because like there's no there's no point to not. Like why why not? Why not? Let me know. And and not to mention this is not like last week where it you know, at least on paper, Alvin Kamara seemed to be a really comparable play for a decent discount. You know, there's really no running backs in the second tier i think that are in amazing spots it's like nick chubb you know he's going to get his work but on the road against the steelers or you know derrick henry on the road shout you know, out to against him. yeah shout out shout yeah, out my shout boy out, shout out to the big man shout out him yeah, out that, real quick with his solid uh 30 point snappage in like 20 seconds shout out to, I do shout appreciate out to you that boy from him but um Fournette again like yeah, he's at home, but the Bucks are an elite run defense. So, I, again, this is a week where I think McCaffrey is clearly, clearly the best play on the board. Do any of these other guys, you know, in that second tier stand out to you? Because I don't think any of them are really in cash consideration. I mean, for me. cash, only one that stands out is, I mean, it's hard to play Barkley. Like, I, I, I think he's still hurt. Nah. I'm not playing Barkley. He, well, according to Ben, he's washed already in his second year. Yeah. So you know, he's complete garbage, and they should be playing Wayne Gallman Wayne, to give this offense okay. a spark. Right, playing let's, Wayne Gallman over, yeah. Let's no. let's move on. So I, um, <laughs> uh, I mean, Lev Lev Bell is kind of interesting to me. He's getting minimum eight or seventeen touches the last four games. He's averaging about seventeen points the last four games. Um, Cincinnati's we know how bad Cincinnati's defense is. Um. Yeah. He's seven point two. If you play Andy Dalton, like you could jam in Calf and Lev Bell and be fine with the rest of your salary. So I mean, Lev Bell's interesting. Josh Jacobs is kind of interesting, but after last week, I really don't want to go back to any Raiders ever. Um, it's a much better matchup. Yeah, this week, yeah, I know. But like, also on the road, on the road is dogs. Like, I'm good. Yeah, that's that's um, a good point, and I think they're pretty significant dogs, right? Like ten points or something. They are. Where where are they? I don't even see them on here. I mean, yeah. It is. It is. I don't they're, mind they're ten, 10 point, point dogs. I don't yeah. mind Josh Jacobs. Honestly. Yeah, he's all right, but I'd rather have Love Bell for three hundred more because he gets way more work in the passing game. The Jets yeah. are on an I mean, insane tear right now. They've scored thirty four points three straight games. It might even be four straight games. Yeah, I, I was called a fish. But that's the thing. I was called a fish for liking them last week. Yeah, you are a fish. Right. Well, here's the thing, though, is like even with the Jets putting up 34 and three straight, Lev Bell hasn't put up 18 points yet You know, in any of those games. He hasn't put up over 24 points on the year. He's just not the same player well, he used to be, or maybe he is, but this line is not the same. I mean, and, it's, you know, it's just it's really difficult, has, I think, to play Le'Veon Bell. Defense, he hasn't rushed. In his defense, last game they There's got no, down to the one-yard line. They did a play-action pass. He was wide open in the flat, and and uh, Sam Darnold ran all the way to the opposite side of the field and threw a dot on first and goal on the one-yard line. So that's just, like, unlucky. 
Like he should have ended with right. over twenty last week. He should. They should have at least gave him a shot to you know yeah. run it in. So like, I mean, Lebbell's. I like Lebbell. I might even. Pl- I might play Lebbell in cash. It depends how this just like, tier shakes out. I don't think he has yeah. a realistic shot at getting over a hundred rushing yards unless he breaks a long run. Yeah, I know. But just what if with, he gets seventy a touchdown and like five catches? You know. That definitely sounds like that's twenty. That's twenty points right there. Yeah, I mean, unless his catch is a one yard to catch, but still, that's what. Yeah, that's within his uh, range, like Ben said. But I mean, I'd rather just. I think look he's at some safe. Cheaper guys. I think he's safe for about two and a half x, two and a half, three x, in my opinion, in this matchup. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about some of these lower guys, like Joey was referencing. You know, I think. After CMC, we've got a secondary candidate to be a lock in cash games, and that's Jonathan Williams, who has just been getting a ton of work. You know, the Colts were riding Marlon Mack heavy before his injury, and, you know, they just turned to Williams and started doing the same thing. I mean, my guy had 29 touches on Thursday Night Football on the road against the Texans. Now he comes to a better, you know, comes home after 10 days rest to a better matchup. T.Y. Hilton is highly questionable for this game, so it might just be another scenario where Jonathan Williams is getting over 25 touches and at 5,300 at home. You know, they announced Marlon Mack out on Monday, so it's, you know, they're planning for this game, I think. And, you know, just, just the price tag and the workload, it's, yeah. it's so good. And, you know, he has even a better, I think, receiving role than Marlon Mack had. I mean, it was only really a one-game sample with him as the full starter, but he, you know, had three catches on three targets. Like, that's enough of a, a receiving floor to make him really viable, I think, on, in DraftKings cash. Yeah, I think there's just no reason to fade a running back at this price tag that, you know, projects to see 20 to 25 touches and is at home and will probably be favored in this game. Um, so I, I They are favored. Yeah, so home favored running back, 20-plus touches, some receiving work, um, and a nice price tag at 5.3K. I just don't think there's a reason to fade Jonathan Williams in your cash game lineups this week. Um, yeah, that's it. You on board with the play, Jared? Yeah, I mean, I was on Miles Sanders, and then, like, I overlooked Jonathan Williams on my first build. Um, but, yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it if you're with it. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I, I ride, think I ride, with, ride, I ride with my boy. So, like, if you guys are playing with, with him, the crew. if you guys Pause. are playing him, like... Joey, what's wrong with writing my boys? I don't understand what the issue uh, is. I, yeah, I don't okay. know. It's 2019. Yeah. I think I think the nut <laughs> the nut trio of running backs is <laughs> CMC, Sanders, and uh, Williams for this week. If Howard is out, major uh, right. major injury news with Howard. Um, yeah, if, you know, it looks if, like he could be back. But if Howard plays, I'm going to go up to Lev Bell. But if not, I'll go down to Miles Sanders. I'll put it that way. That's my trio also. It's it's Jonathan Williams, Kef, and Miles Sanders, or it's Lev Bell if yeah. Howard plays. Yeah. I honestly don't see anyone else that's really worthy playing. I mean, you could play. I mean, if you think Ronald Jones is going to get the touches, I guess I don't suggest it because Jags' run defense is horrible. Um, the Chargers' run defense isn't that good, but Phil Lindsay, he just isn't ex- as explosive as he was last year. Um. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he looks interesting to me. Like, 
It could happen. I but mean, I don't want to yeah, chase that. Right. He doesn't look as good as he did. Um, I mean... I mean, you're missing the play. Jamal Williams is kind of interesting. I'm missing the play. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did well, I go too it's, low? It's the... No. Uh, oh, yeah, you did. You did go too low because, look, Damian Williams got injured on Monday night. We don't know what his status is. If he were to miss, it's time to run back the clock and plug in Shady McCoy because he's 4,800. You know, he had a season uh, high in targets in that game after Damian Williams went out, and he's 4,800 in the highest team total. Yeah, but um, according to the report, it it's like they initially thought he was in the concussion protocol, but that was just a misconception, and he was actually not. And he's Do you fine, think they all got a concussion? They all forgot he actually was in the concussion protocol? I mean, well, who knows? Concussion protocol stuff That's is That's what shady I'm saying. What the if NFL, they all so got I can't, concussions I can't really... nobody knows what's going on? Then we could play Darrell Williams. Wow, dude. That's like Inception. Yeah. <laughs> but... um. <laughs> I mean, it's again, it's really early, but I think, you know, that would be super chalky if Damian Williams got ruled out, but I would be down to roll with that. But otherwise, I'm kind of on the same page with you guys. I think that we're kind of hoping that Howard is out and we could play Miles Sanders as our RB3. Yeah, and then for, like, GPPs, like, I mean, like I said last time, the Packers got dusted. They're going to go right back to the two playmakers. They're going to lean on Aaron Jones. They're going to lean on Devontae Adams. Aaron Jones is a great GPP play. Um, Melvin Gordon's been getting a lot of touches, so I guess he's uh, interesting. Yeah, I saw that. Um, you could always play Fournette because, like, his – I mean, he's not going to run the ball on – they're not going to really run the ball that much on Tampa Bay, but he's so involved in the passing game. Um, Let me just say one thing. You know, since Devontae Adams returned in the last three games, Aaron Jones has four targets and one reception. Yeah. I don't know what why that is. Like, I understand that, you know, you want to get Lazard and these other bums involved, but, like, I can't understand why when Aaron Jones was, like, one of the most explosive pass-catching running backs we've seen all year that just because Devontae Adams is back, it's like, what, just because you have another good pass-catcher, you can't have two? I mean, like, giving I don't all understand the targets that at to all. Jamal Williams. That's why I said Jamal Williams is interesting. I mean, that's fine and all like jamal williams is decent but like i mean well that's on. why i'm like, saying jamal's interesting because like last game he got eight eight targets game before that was the aaron jones going off game then against los angeles he got six targets like he's interesting at 45 but like yeah you're right it's just, and, I, and he's not just a pure pass catcher either i mean he's getting you know games with 11 yeah 15. Rush attempts too. It's just with them. It's just your whoever scores. You know they're in a timeshare, so that obviously hurts already. And then you get your best, you know, weapon in the offense with Devontae Adams back, and then that hurts. You know, Aaron Jones' receiving ability even more. So it's just all around a bad situation. That's why personally, I really don't play Aaron Jones uh, in DraftKings just because he's so touchdown dependent. Um, even. With uh with Devonte Adams out early in the year, right? Then yeah. um, <coughs> um he's he's also had two slate breaking games, you know, where he won GPPs already twice, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even three times. But I mean, I don't really see anybody else that stands out to me. I mean, 
Jared mentioned Melvin Gordon. I think that's kind of interesting against Denver. His partner, but, too, Ackler. Um, Ackler's been good. He hasn't been yeah. sleep-breaking, but, like, he's been very consistent. He has one game under 10. I had 12 targets against yeah, the Chiefs. Yeah. That's, so, like, he's been good. Joe Mixon is interesting to me with Andy Dalton back. Yeah, it's time to move on. If now. not, for real. Wait, wait. What about uh, what about Kenyon Drake at no. home? Considering he is the starter, and we just saw what Mark Ingram did to well, the Rams. Rush yeah, defense. I mean, it's, they're gonna. He's fifty six hundred, and he's the clear starter at this point. Yeah, like, shout out Mark Ingram. Taking over David Johnson. Yeah, and if they're giving him all the passing work, yeah, fuck Mark Ingram. Shout out him. My guy David Johnson is forty six hundred. How things Lock have changed. Load. I didn't that even see him on the slate. I forgot they even played. I've also <laughs> forgot he played, but you know, I think Kenyon Drake is pretty interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. David Johnson has put up that. a solid one point two points in his last three games. So yeah, no thank you on that. Uh, what about um, the best play on the board? You ready? At wide receiver. Nah, running back. Scroll all the way down to about the thirty two hundred, thirty two hundred range. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Ben, you know who I'm talking about. I'm seeing. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're a week late on that. <laughs> Patrick Laird for the win. Yeah, nah. I, I thought you were gonna scroll down two hundred more and play my guy Jay Ajayi, but um, it's definitely time to move on to wide receiver. Um, you know, I'll just start with the best play uh, besides McCaffrey on the slate, of course, and that is Devonte Adams. Um, I mean, look, dude has just been super consistent basically every time that he's been on the field this year obviously he dealt with the injury but i just think he's a complete lock this week despite the lack of consistency from green bay's offense as a whole since returning from the injury adams has averaged 11 targets per game and now he enters you know like a top three matchup versus white wide receivers in this terrible giant secondary that almost gave up 200 yards uh to Allen robinson if not for a lucky penalty that negated a 60 yard catch so you know, I just think Adams is a complete must-play this week at wide receiver. I mean, we played Odell last week at 7K. At least I did in cash, and I think Adams is a, a far better play this week for the same price. Yeah, there's not much that needs to be said about Devontae this week. This dude has had 47 targets over the last four games combined. So Nuts. just an all-around uh, smash spot. You're getting great volume, um, good matchup. And not to mention, he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. So I think he's just a lock and move on. Yeah, and he had his second best game of the year after they got dusted by the Chargers. And they just got mm-hmm. dusted last week. And Rodgers is going to throw to him minimum 12 times again. Yeah. Yeah, the, on- the only thing is, like, check for, for rain. I guess that there's some weather concerns, yeah. but, I mean... Unless it's a goddamn torrential downpour, then we just need to let my guy Adams flourish. So besides that, um, you know, what do you guys like at wide receiver here? Um, you know, in in the top range, DJ. I think the the better DJ. DJ <laughs> DJ Chark. I mean, yeah. I mean, he hasn't been better this season, but he's averaging um, more fantasy points per game. So. Go ahead. What? What's I mean, true? yeah, he's he scored five more touchdowns than DJ Moore. Yeah, but, facts. Um, yeah, but I, I I like both of them. I think all of the Jags wide receivers are underpriced. Um, 
on this yeah. slate. I like Chris Conley at 4.5. I like DD at 5K flat. DJ, DJ Chark is obviously a great play at 6.6K. And I think it's pretty uh, feasible to play two guys in this, uh, you know, top end of wide receivers in the 66 to, you know, 70, 100, 7,700 range. So, for sure, I'd love to play. Uh, I would love to play multiple guys in that range. Yeah, and I think it's pretty possible with the way that this slate is working out. So it all really, DJ Chark at home against the Bucks, just great matchup. That all relies on Miles Sanders being the starter and Jordan Howard being out for me. Because then get off live, go down. But yeah, DJ, both DJs yeah, are like elite. I think that a lot of these guys, you know, Chark, more like... I mean, I think they're pretty comparable in terms of, like, the safety of Le'Veon Bell. Honestly, they might even be better. Like, for the very first time, you know, if we don't get Miles Sanders, I might, like, actually consider a four-wide receiver build in cash because these guys, you know, I think are just as safe as the 7K running backs. Like, is DJ Moore for 6,800 at home against Washington, like, much more, like, unstable than, like, Josh Jacobs? Like, I don't think so at all. So, I mean... We're obviously locking in CMC and Jonathan Williams and waiting on the news for the rest of it, but I don't know. I like a lot of these guys, and DJ Chark, tournament-winning upside, no doubt about it, and Chris Conley, like Joey mentioned, uh, 4,500. That's I way mean, too cheap. That's just so, He's so cheap. So I mean, chalky. his target share has been incredibly consistent. Yeah, Conley's yeah. going to be very, very chalky this week. Yeah. He's good chalk, let's be clear. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I think the way it's shaking out right now, I think Calf Conley – and Jonathan Williams, and then Andy Dalton or, F- or Foles is going to be real chalky. Adams too will develop into chalk throughout yeah. the week. But um, I mean it's early um, in the week, so we can't really, you know, project yeah. right now who's going to be high owned. But those are all great plays. So the great plays obviously are usually the higher owned guys. So don't really have to worry too much about ownership. But I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, viable wide receivers on this slate, especially at the top end. But, I mean, if we're looking down to some of the cheaper guys, you know, personally, I don't think there's that many interesting guys, like, in the 5 to 6K range. Yo. Uh, for me, I, I know you guys are on somebody yeah, that what's, I just can't talk about. What's 5K plus 6K divided by 2? Uh, 5.5. That's weird. There's two guys at 5.5, and his name's not Robert Woods. So... <laughs> It took me a while. I was trying to follow that, and now I see where we are. Yeah, so we're in a place I don't want to be. <laughs> oh, finally! <laughs> All right, so uh, looks like looks like I'm though. dolo on it. this, and I'm I'm with it. I'm with it, especially if You're I'm playing dolo any, on that every week. That's fine. That's fine. I'll I'll. You know how many times I played Tyler Boyd this week or this year? I played him probably. We're in week twelve. I probably played him eight times. And I'm with it. I'm with it for number Eight nine. Eight times too many. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it. If Andy Dalton's back and AJ Green's back, that's just a huge bump to Tyler Boyd. And you can't ignore that. No matter how bad he's been, last week he called them out, and last week he shit on the on the Steelers for 23 points. So I mean, he's getting a massive quarterback upgrade yeah. too. Like, let's and a out. massive offensive upgrade if AJ Green plays. So yep. I don't yep. that and, and as we know that only helps Tyler Boyd if AJ Green's in. Yeah. So five point five is way too cheap. 
I just hate playing Bengals. It's fine. You just gotta, you know, it's fine. Let it happen. Let it, let it happen. It's fine. I can't after five five point five is kind of expensive for cash. What? Yeah. No. Why? I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because he, he look. He would have three x that like twice since week five. That's fine. Give me, oh, give me, okay. gotcha. If you I don't mean, play, if you don't play Tyler Boyd, find me in head to heads, please. Yeah, I'll be scooping. Yeah, I'll scoop I'll all of them. Joey, I will shit um, on you. <laughs> uh, what so. about? What about? Let's see. I mean, a lot of this range is pretty weak. You know, like I said a, a little bit earlier, we're waiting on the Tyreek Hill news. Yeah. You know, I think low key, my guy, three point seven K, Demarcus Robinson. I mean, if Tyreek Hill were to miss, you know, Robinson was really the number one, like over Sammy, over Hardman, you know, for that stretch when we were without Tyreek Hill. And I mean, at 3,700 and a complete smash matchup against the Raiders, like, I would definitely look at Demarcus Robinson and cash it. I mean, I'd probably rather play Watkins at 5.4. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. I just don't know about that. I just don't think there's a need to pay down under 4K at wide receiver this week. I don't think there's a need to go under 4.5. I don't think you need to go below Conley. To be honest, yeah. I I yeah, mean I agree because right. especially when we Dude. get to our punt at tight end, like that just opens yeah, up everything. Yeah. Yo, Jared, what? Why isn't MVS playing? Because he's a fucking bum, bro. He's not. Yeah, he's, he's not. He bro, they bum. like Lazard. They like Lazard a lot. I know. Well, what about Lazard then? He's in the same good matchup how, as how much as is he? Adams. He's thirty-seven hundred. I mean, he's been fine. But like the qu- the question is, do you need to punt? Like I don't think the it's thing necessary, the thing with Lazard is no, you is you you'll get two x. That's it. He'll get about seven. Like, do you need to go that low? I don't think there is a need to go that low. Yeah, there's not. But also, like we're talking about punting at tight end, and you know we'll get to this in a minute. But like, you know Zach Ertz would be a smash play and cash and GPP. If he was a wide receiver. And- I mean, I mean, it just makes him more valuable at tight end, to be honest. Like, I don't know. I mean, I think that he's in play. It's probably a difficult build. I haven't really built my teams yet, but I think that, like, you know, you could play Kelsey or Ertz this week. I mean, yeah, I mean. Save at wide receiver if any of these guys turn out to if be If you viable. want to. I mean, DeMarcus, wait, how much is he? You said, oh, 33. 3.7, same as Lazard. But, like, even when Tyreek got hurt last week, he had one target. Yeah. I think it would be different if they were. How much is Hardman? But that's that's a fair. I think I'd rather play Hardman. Like mid mid fours. Hardman is forty two hundred. I mean, I'd rather Greg Ward is. Greg Ward's too expensive. He's what? Four point one. Yeah, but I'll shot in Aguilar probably be back. Yeah. Which is another reason they did did cut Jordan Matthews. Yeah, which is another reason like you don't need to play Zach Ertz, even though he is a smash play. Like, would you rather play Zach Ertz or, like, DJ Chark or Devontae Adams? That's an interesting Uh, question. Well, yeah. I mean, here's the thing, dude, is I think it's, like, I think in cash games we know what we're going to do and we're going to punt at tight end like we do every week. But I think, you know, in GPPs getting exposure to one of Kelsey or Ertz will be contrarian. Yeah, that's – Like, if if one of these guys opens up, I I guess I'm more so talking about tournaments. Yeah, I mean, okay, so for tournaments, DeMarcus Robinson is fine. I'd also – I'd still rather play – uh, Hardman. Um, if you need to go all the way down, I mean, I guess it's gross down here. This literally looks like a like 
This is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nah, nah, nah. with literally cash, I don't. Diving. I mean, you can play Alan Hearns. I mean, no, I'm not playing. The Eagles secondary is just getting on way it, better. Honestly, as a whole, I don't think there's a need to punt um, for any type of contest this week. I think you could build solid lineups, you know, with guys, you know, that aren't going to be projected for, you know, one target or three targets. Yeah, honestly, I that's just my opinion. Yeah, I don't think I want to go below Hardman, and that's just for GPP. Who's okay. taking Renfro's? Well, let's talk about Who's taking Renfro's work. Kalen Doss. Oh my God, that's gross. Let's move on. Nah, 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 nah. Let the, where where we will consider a punt this week, I think, is a tight end because we've got two guys, you know, in the low range that are going to be really interesting for cash games. Number one, uh, Jack Doyle at 3,300. Eric Ebron was put on IR. They could be without T.Y. Hilton in this game. So I think, you know, for 3,300, Jack Doyle definitely has upside. Um, I mean, he'll still split with Mo Cox because they play a ton of uh, two tight end with the Colts. But, you know, Jack Doyle it would be far and away the, the yeah. go-to out of those two guys. So, I mean, 3,300. Any other week, he would be just massive chalk. But... Uh, for min price, 2500 I think a lot of people are also going to be interested in going to Tyler Higby, who's been, you know, for some reason playing over Gerald Everett. So what do you guys think about these two punt options at tight end this week? I mean, I'm locking in we got, Higby. Yeah, we got Higby at the absolute min price for any, you know, position player on DraftKings at 2500 going up against a team that gets absolutely shredded by tight ends. Um, just allows tight ends to score touchdowns at a crazy rate. And like you said, he's playing over Everett for some reason, which makes no sense to me. Um, but, you know, I'm not the coach of the team. Sean McVay is. And, you know, if he's going to put Higby out there and Higby's going to run his, you know, 70% of routes on drop back, on Jared Goff's dropbacks, I think he has a solid chance to have a decent game against the Cardinals. And at 2.5, you know, if he gets five or six points, and you like, that's fine. You know, like you're you're mm-hmm. punting. You don't really expect much more. I mean, if he scores ten plus, then you know, great. Like that, that's really good. But five to seven points is you know what you're expecting out of a min price player. So I think Higby is a solid uh, cash play at tight end this week. But just in general, I think this is one of the best tight end weeks that we've had all season. I think there's actually yeah. some real discussion to be had with some of these guys because there's a lot of guys, especially if Evan Ingram ends up playing against the Packers, I think there's a lot of uh, guys in this top range that are in good matchups and can be viable in uh, GPPs. Seriously, dude, there's there's Kelsey, Zach Ertz, Waller, Ingram, Kittle. Greg Olson. Yeah, Kittle's always viable. Uh, Dallas Goddard, if those receivers miss again. I mean, that's a lot. But, like, my favorite would probably be if Ingram plays because the Packers can't guard tight ends. Best tight end in AFC East history, Ryan Griffin, 4,300. That's disrespectful. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, just Ben can't talk about tight ends now. I just wanted to trigger Joey a little bit. But, you know, just going back to our earlier discussion, I, I prefer Doyle to Higby personally if if that's the route we're taking just i think he has more upside i think that he has like a legit shot for i don't know like 12 to 15 points no nah, for sure i, I had doyle in before you guys play. brought up pick 
because like it's not outside of the range of outcomes that Gerald Everett gets like eight targets and Higby gets like one, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that could happen. But so do you guys think that paying down is the cash move, and then these other you know yeah. plays that you were just discussing is like GPP? Yeah, because it looks like we want to delegate most of our salary to getting at least one stud receiver to pair along with calf. So like yeah. paying down at tight end is like the move, especially if you don't want to play Andy Dalton. Because you want to get like a mid a right. mid quarterback calf and then another stud receiver, so I think Higby yeah. or Doyle's like the wave. So that means ultimate GPP is like Zach Ertz is cool. Yeah, no one's gonna play, play Kittle because of Baltimore. Um, right. Honestly, I don't even think it's like on paper or not on paper in the stat book. It looks like a tough matchup. You know, they're ranked fifth against. Uh, tight ends according to DraftKings, but I I, I want to be uh, mad if anybody played Kato in tournament. No, I has... I wouldn't either. I I think they're literally not going to play play him because of what just happened last night, Monday night. Yeah, what they just completely shit on the Rams and everybody saw it. They're gonna be like, oh my god, Baltimore's the lead. We can't play any, can't play any of these anybody. guys. Yeah, yeah. Um... I mean, Zach Ertz, man, such a such a dominant run he's going on these last three weeks. 14 targets, 11, 11. It's just Dude, now he enters an amazing matchup against, you know, the Dolphins. Like, so, such a good play. Dude, there was one there. driver Carson threw to him, like, five plays in a row, and he caught all of them. It was, like, right, right before yeah. halftime or something. Yeah, I mean, um, like, with Ertz, it's, like, once finally figured out that, you know, he's – probably their best player on offense and it'd be a good idea to start throwing him the ball more um so i mean Ertz is a solid gpp option and kelsey too you know always i mean he's super high priced and doesn't have as good of a you know target share within his own offense as Ertz does but even so i mean we know what the upside is uh especially if tyreek hill is out i think that you know boosts his touchdown upside and boosts his target share slightly yeah as well. i mean he's so, had only had under you know elite he's only had player. under eight targets twice this whole year yeah i think yeah i think darren waller's in play too against the chiefs if we project the chiefs to be controlling this game the raiders are going to have to pass no renfro this week um so I like Darren yeah. Waller at 5.5 and Evan Ingram, as Jared mentioned, at 5.2. There's a lot of good tight ends this week. It's an interesting week. Fair enough. Let's move on to our final position here, DST, where we may just be employing the old scroll and roll once again. I mean, you know, just looking at the bottom, we finally have some decent, like, super, super cheap defenses. I mean, I love the Cardinals at 2300 at home against the Rams. You know, I saw a decent, uh, made me chuckle on Twitter, someone saying that Jared Goff is just Blake Bortles with money. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I mean, mean, he might as well be, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, no lie. I mean, I I personally think that I'm just going to plug in the Cardinals and let it roll, but, I mean, is there anybody else that stands out to you for cash games? I might have to break my rule and pull out an an extra Benjamin this week. Nah. For the Browns. Say it ain't so. The Browns yeah. and the and the Cardinals are the two best cash plays at defense, and I think it's just play whichever what is one it fits. A, what is it about the Browns? I mean, they're like? playing Devlin Hodges. Who's better, Duck Hodges or Jared Goff? You're right. 
You're right. Duck Hodges is better. Let's play the Cardinals. <laughs> um, the Browns are. Nah, I you're mean, right. They're obviously without Miles Garrett, whatever. But like, they played without their whole defensive line last week and still had four sacks. What if what if Miles Garrett is like incognito and just like jumps on the field and starts beating Mason Rudolph <laughs> to a pulp on the sideline? <laughs> I mean, and with the Browns D, I mean, they played the Steelers a couple weeks ago and had 16 points. I mean, obviously, that game was that game, but they had four sacks. I mean, they picked Mason Rudolph off four times, um, and Devlin Hodges ain't that much better. I'm going to be completely honest. Um, yeah, so I He might be a little bit better, but... He can't be much worse. That's yeah, facts. Yeah, literally. I could go in there and be more productive All than right, Mason Rudolph. Okay, okay. Hundred percent. You can oh, you can tweet this to him. <laughs> All right. I'll gladly yeah. go and you you tweet yeah, it to him. Might <laughs> sue you, dude. Um, and up. honestly, dude, the payup options this week are kind of trash. Like, I don't really like any of the payups. I mean, I mean you got the Jets defense as the second highest priced defense on the slate. Like, that's ugly. I mean, the, yeah, the payup option sick. would and be the Eagles for me. I mean, just pay all the. I mean, the Panthers definitely could get two touchdowns against Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> I or I mean, the pat the the Packers haven't been that good on defense to be honest. But you know, Daniel Jones. If there's one thing that man loves, it's turning the ball over. So, you know, thirty four hundred. They'll probably be super under. I mean, the Forty ers like low key GPP. If they could find a way to stop Lamar Jackson running all over the place, like that whole offense is shut down. If they could find a way to stop him running, it's wraps. You know what? That actually just gave me an idea, and it would to be like to do the opposite of what you just said and play the Ravens okay, defense yeah, because I'm such you an know. Idiot. <laughs> no, but I mean honestly, dude, twenty eight hundred. And if you look through their game log, they've just been so dominant because they get up so fast, so early. And you know, it is possible. I think this is definitely the hardest matchup they've faced uh, up to this point. But I mean, they could still get down by twenty one and you know, that first half easily. Like, there's a legit shot that they that Lamar Jackson just can't be stopped. So, I don't know. If if they get up again early, you know, is Jimmy G in contention for meltdown? I definitely if, think he is. So. If Lamar Jackson does really well against uh, the Niners' D, I'll, I'll be convinced because he did well against the Patriots' D. If he could do it again against the Niners' D, which is, you know, just as good as the Patriots' defense, then I'm convinced that he's is the real deal. Um but we'll see on that. That and that's what the world is waiting on. Joey's approval of one of the most explosive and dynamic players. Yeah, I mean, we've ever seen. Um, I mean, he's just so efficient. But it's like, damn, are you gonna throw five touchdowns on twenty passes every game or what? Probably but, not. He may not, but he's gonna get over <laughs> sixty rushing yards. Dude hasn't had under sixty rushing yards since week three. Like, it's just insanity. But um, let's move on here. Pretty much talked about every viable play at every position. Give me guys a one percent uh, stack if we're playing large field GPPs. Somebody that nobody's gonna be on that we can uh, you know sail to the GPP glory with this week on the main. Oh, side. I can't even pull a Roto Grinder, so I'm just gonna have to take a guess at this. Um, just take a guess. Take a gander. Let's see. What are you seeing out there, GPP? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't really have a one percenter. This week, because obviously can't look at the ownerships that aren't out yet because it's Tuesday. But my favorite, use, use your brain. My favorite <laughs> contrarian stack for this week that I know will be low owned is I got two. Um, 
uh-huh. Winston yeah, to Winston to uh, Mike Evans. Yeah, that was mine. Let me move I like on. That. on. That's that's juicy. Winston to Mike Evans, and you can run it back with any of the Jags, you know, wide receivers. I like all that. And then nobody's gonna play Carson Wentz, but everybody has a GPP winning week against the Dolphins. So Carson Wentz at fifty eight hundred. You could pair him with Zach Ertz, who may or may not be, you know, high owned. I think he'll have some ownership in tournaments. You know, I'm expecting around like fifteen percent. But you could play him mm-hmm. in Wentz, and you could run it back with, you know, some trash Miami Dolphin if you want. But you really don't necessarily have to. I like the Darnold to Jameson Crowder low key. Since he's what's Crowder's price this week? I think. That's good, yeah. He came down after a bad game, but, I mean, his role should pretty much be unchanged. Yeah, Cincinnati's horrible. It got slot receivers. Okay. Same with, uh, like, if you do Baker Baker to Jarvis. Slot specialist over here. Yeah, Baker to Jarvis, too. No doubt. (coughs) Yeah, run it back. Hope for a second straight week. And for me, I think uh, I'll, I'll do the same as Joey and give a stack here. I think that... You know, everybody's going to be on Rodgers to Adams. Well, go to the other side of the ball. You keep Adams in, and then you just roll Daniel Jones to uh, the GOAT, Godia Slayton. Um, they are going to be without Golden Tate, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, he's in the concussion protocol, so they might be without Tate, which would just give my guy Godius uh, another shot at a monster week. Godius. Um, yeah. So that that's what I like. Uh, it's my one percent play. Funny. That's not gonna. People happen. are still afraid to play play my guy Godius. They I don't know be, why. Because he's gonna he's get locked up elite. this week. Uh, by who? If Jair Shadow, nah, exactly. he'll probably exactly. he'll probably eat against Kevin King because Kevin King is horrible. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. I mean, Jair would probably be on Shepard. I mean, it doesn't matter. What do you mean it doesn't oh, yeah. matter? Watch your mouth. That boy's <laughs> trash. Let's move. Watch on. your mouth. You guys are so disrespectful. Well, there's nowhere to move on guys that is the show so thanks for listening hopefully you uh tuned into our thanksgiving show earlier this week made some bank on the holidays i know um, i did you took that gpp right ben word yeah yeah for sure got some black <laughs> um, friday shopping money bro yeah oh yeah let, let, let's do it and then uh yeah. yeah good luck this week for the week 13 main slate we will be back next week as we always are on friday morning to break down the week 14 slate hopefully you guys are all moving into your uh season-long playoffs as well after this week so rip. thanks for listening uh follow us on twitter <laughs> yeah rip. shout out to joey uh, for missing sad. the playoffs i know and shout out to me for uh, about to be getting a bye again but yeah. um mm-hmm. even even so uh you can follow us on twitter at the dfs dose follow our personal twitters as well you can find me at ben hover b-e-n-h-a-u-v-e-r guys tell them where they can find you you can find me on twitter at joey carry underscore you can find me at jared underscore underscore marcus all right guys uh let's all sail to the money